I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Bucs win the game over the Falcons and the fifth seed in the NFC, but they may have lost Mike Evans. We'll give you the latest on his knee injury. And Tampa Bay is headed to Washington for their wildcard playoff game, which will be Saturday at 8.15 p.m. And yes, that means Devin White won't be able to play. Speaking of White, what's the latest on the COVID situation for the Bucs? We'll discuss all that and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, you know our friends at Old Northeast Jewelers. They got two locations. You know the original store on 4th Street in St. Petersburg. They've been there for years. Well, now... They have a brand new store. It's in Hyde Park. The address is 1607 West Swan Avenue in beautiful Hyde Park Village in Tampa. Now, don't forget, Old Northeast Jewelers has online consultations and free delivery right to your door for jewelry, rings, and luxury watches. Hey, and if you need some money now that the holidays are over, who doesn't? Old Northeast Jewelers is always buying fine jewelry and luxury watches so you can trade those in and uh, maybe get something uh, brand new for yourself or your loved one. Uh, make sure you go check out the folks at Old Northeast Jewelers, 4th Street North and St. Pete, of course. And now check out the brand new store at 1607 West Swan Avenue in beautiful Hyde Park Village. All right. Well, uh, listen, <laughs> Steve, I don't know whether to start with uh, the Bucks who are headed to Washington to play the Washington football team in their first round of the NFC wildcard next Saturday at 8.15, or just the fact that I watched an entire tank job in this game by the Philadelphia Eagles. I've not seen anything like this since Lovey Smith was determined to get Jameis Winston in a game against the New Orleans Saints that they they had to try to lose because they're actually up by 10, uh, and, and, then, uh, and, and then the shenanigans began. This was This was unconscionable. I mean, they take out Jalen Hurts, in a three-point game at the time, or, or I guess it was a six-point game, and they bring in Nate Suffield, and and I mean all he does is throw an interception, lose a fumble, and then the coup de gras, or the code red, as you said on Twitter, somebody ordered on fourth and inches with only two minutes to go. The dude just jumped off sides, man. It wasn't even close. We've there talked, might have been two of them. We've talked about this a lot. How organizations can tank. But players don't. They're playing for no. contracts. They're playing for tape. They're playing for the next job or to keep their job currently. You know, pulling a quarterback—that's an organizational decision and and saying we you know, want to see what he's got. But really, it's about not winning. And the difference, I believe, is between the sixth pick and the ninth pick for the Eagles. If they right. they lose, they get the sixth. They win, they get the ninth pick because they have a tie in there. So it's you know as far as the standings go. But to get the to get the defensive lineman to jump off sides, I mean. And how on fourth and inches, who doesn't know that's coming? Like how do how do defensive linemen keep jumping off sides on fourth and inches or third? Everybody and is or, saying, "Watch the ball! Watch the ball! Watch the everybody ball!" Everybody knows the hard count's coming. <laughs> it's, I mean, everybody does it. Every you know, it's it's like it's like the kicker who's not prepared to get iced. 
Exactly. Uh, and, you exactly. know, and, and and you still do it because it's the only play you got left at that point. But but the kicker should be expecting it. I mean, you know, it happens every time if there's a timeout left. So I'm just trying to imagine what. And, and look, it's their fault they didn't win enough games. But what are the Giants thinking when they're watching this man? <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you think that rivalry wasn't spicy enough between Philly and the Giants. Wait till uh, Doug Peterson has to answer for this. I want to see the post game on this one. I've oh. been through one of these, and all you get is, well, I remember Lovey Smith distinctively. They they would they took out all their most of their starters, and they put in guys that hadn't played all year. And Lovey said, "Well, part of the evaluation process is to make sure you know what you got going into next year." So, Rick, we had to play. Did we try to? We played to win. We always play to win. We we had to get. Get some guys in to see what we had to evaluate. Nate like, Suffeld okay. is not part of your plans next year. <laughs> no. I mean, I, no. I, I'm pretty sure Carson Wentz isn't either. He was inactive. What is he thinking? <laughs> I can't get on the field and they're putting this clown in? Come on. <laughs> and the, it's the worst night. In, like, I'm watching Jalen Hurts, who's looking around like, this really happens in the NFL? Like, they really try to lose games? <laughs> um, But, you know... It, it it's just I mean the problem for Suffield is that now he's been exposed as a really bad quarterback and that'll cost him not just the game but his career because the worst thing you can do as the inactive third guy is play <laughs> and then that removes all doubt that you're very good um, in this case not so you know we'll see what happens but uh, man that was bad speaking of bad um, just just a weird. Terrible, awful, horrible juxtaposition of things that happen in in this Bucks game, um, you know, against the Atlanta Falcons, which they won handily, and we'll get to that. Um, but forty four twenty seven. So they go into the game saying we want to get Mike Evans, you know, the thousand yards for seven straight one thousand yard seasons. It's an NFL record and something that has never been done before in the league. I mean, those are things that that the player wants. You know, the player wants it, and so you try to help him get it. And he did. He got it early. He needed 40 yards to start the game. Um, and, you know, sure enough, you know, he gets a, a 20-something, 21-yard pass over the middle. And, um, you know, he gets his gets his 1,000 yards. Only player in NFL history to do it seven straight years to start his career. The crowd is on their feet. What was there of them? Sixteen Over 16,000. They were loud. They were cheering very loudly. And, Steve, before they could sit down, Mike Evans ran to the end zone, was wide open, and in what can only be described as the worst turf ever, um, he he cuts up a divot about six feet long and hyperextends his his, uh, his knee and drops the ball in the process. And that place went dead silent. I mean, you know, you could hear a jaw drop. That's how quiet it was. And so, you know, Mike tried to stand up, and he couldn't. And when he sat back down, everybody went, ooh. And he grabbed the back of his leg. And so, you know, they eventually got him up and, 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 and you know, helped him off the field. Now, the good news is, so far, and I would, I would caution everybody about this, is that they did the MRI after the game, or during the game, actually, got the results back after the game. And for ligament damage which is what you suspect, right? Maybe an ACL, that kind of thing. Um, no ligament damage. It, the knee was still sound. And so it was hyperextended, which we saw. We don't know, you know, what the prognosis is. I mean, they're hopeful, I'm told, that he might be able to play. 
um, next Saturday. But it's really going to come down to, you know, how they respond sort of to, you know, how he responds to treatment. I mean, he's going to be sore. There's going to be, there's going to be some things to work through. I mean, he didn't look good at all when the game, uh, when he got taken out of the game. So not all is lost. That's the good news. Um, but it was, it was hard to watch, right? Because there's injury and then there's injustice. And this is not, this is sad because of all that Mike has meant to the franchise, to the community, you know, seven years, no playoffs. Now he has a chance to go and this happens. Fortunately though, Steve, they've got some receivers. This is a hot, hot offense right now. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, Antonio Brown looked like the guy that used to play for the Steelers. I mean, he was great. You you almost wonder if if their plan going into today wasn't get Mike forty yards and then get him mm-hmm. out, get him out. Yeah. The problem is, is he got the forty yards too close to the end zone, and it was like, let's get him a touchdown. Mm-hmm. H- had it been, you know, on your own thirty or forty, and he gets the record, they may have pulled him out for the game and been done. immediately. I'm sure they wanted to get him out. He probably, you know, if he doesn't slip and he catches that ball, I don't think he plays again. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's it for him. Yeah. One play too many. Yeah, and it's you know it's a shame. Um, I, what is he the second most tenured Buck? Uh, Levante David obviously is the most tenured. Y- yeah, he's third, I think. Uh, third? Okay, I want to say Will Will Golson's got. Oh eight yeah, years. yeah, yeah. I so Will, Will but, came, yeah. I think, one year earlier. But yeah, he's he's one of the top three. Mm-hmm. And the NFL, look, the NFL did the Bucks no favors by putting them oh, Saturday night. They De- crushed him. Devin White's not available, and it's one less day for Mike Evans to get healed up. Yep. You they know, crushed. Him. Had it been a Sunday game, you might have Devin White, and it all depends on testing and symptoms and everything else with him. But but the ten day quarantine wouldn't have been yeah, over, and and right. and there was some there was some ambiguity about that. You know, like is it definitely ten days? When did it start? We can get into the the whole you know Friday massacre, if you will. It was it was uh, not good what happened at the end of the week with the Bucks and COVID, um, but you know. Uh, if he tested positive Thursday night, they would have got the positive test back on Thursday night. I was in the program, you know, we were doing seven days a week, the same nasal swab test every day. So what happens is you come in in the morning, you get your test by that evening. I want to say evening, usually 10, 11 o'clock at night, whatever you get the result back and it'll say not the coronavirus, not detected. Well, in this case, it said detected. So he came in Friday morning, did a PCR test, I'm sure. And, it came back positive, right? Otherwise, it would have been a false positive, and who knows where he'd be right now. But, you know, it, it didn't clear him in any case. And so then they did the contact tracing, and they found out that Shaquille Barrett and uh, who was the other? It was McClendon, Steve McClendon. Um, both were in the range of contact tracing, so they had to go out. They did not test positive. So what that means is they've got to be out in quarantine for five days. But what it means, you know, for a guy like Devin White is that you're out 10 days. And 10 days from Thursday, Friday being day one, means that he could not play um, before next Sunday. And I check with the NFL. I check with the league um, just, you know, and they won't speak to specific players, but just in general, Brian McCarthy, their league spokesman, told me, he goes, look, and he sent me the information, but he said, this is non-negotiable. If you test positive, it's 10 days. If his first day was Friday, then he's not able to come back again until the Sunday, you know, which is a day after the game. So, yeah, in essence, not only did the Bucks get hosed a little bit here by having to play the earlier game, 
the Saints got a huge break, right? Because Alvin Kamara is in the exact same place Devin White is. They both tested positive the same day. So one of those teams were going to play Saturday most likely and the other on Sunday. It just turns out the league gave a much bigger break to New Orleans, who relies so heavily on Alvin Kamara, than the Bucks did to losing Devin White, although I would argue the Bucks might lean just as hard on Devin White on the defensive side. So it's a mess. It's a shame. This thing was nasty. I don't know if you saw it, um, Steve, at the end of the week. There was some. They were going back and forth like some wives were going back and forth, or, or actually Shaq's wife, Jordana, was going back and forth a little bit on Twitter. Um, Devin posted something that said, you know, I'll be back for the playoffs and he, I don't, I don't have any symptoms and all this stuff. And he took that down. Um, and then, uh, and then Shaq's wife was kind of like, look, you know, my guy's not at fault. Somebody else was being stupid in, I'm paraphrasing. So it's, you know, the worst possible time they beat COVID all year long mm-hmm. and they get right to the playoffs and here it is. Bam. Well, this is the post Christmas surge that everyone was worried about, not just mm-hmm. in the NFL yep. or sports, but in general of, you know, people getting together Christmas time and that and yep. it takes a few days before you usually test positive or the symptoms show up. So, you know, that's what you're kind of thinking is it was something around Christmas or so. I mean, you know, don't yeah. know if that's what caused it and don't know Don't know how he got it. You know, don't, don't, don't know, know if you. players yeah. were being careless or just unlucky. You know, we may never know that, and, and you know, I'm not going to sit there and speculate either way, but it, it's a shame that that Devin White at this point will not be in the first playoff game for the Bucks, and, you know, maybe the only one this year. You don't – I mean, obviously – You don't know. You, know, you don't know. Um, and, and if they don't have Mike Evans too, what a shame. Yeah, and, and Evans I, I felt horrible for because, again, something was up with that field. I don't know, like I said, whether they – redo the the end zones i've seen them do that um between bowl games and and you know bucks games um he left about a six foot divot i've never seen anything like it so that one was scary but um the mri like i said came back Uh, there was no structural damage to the ligaments they're hopeful now what i was told about being you know being hopeful sometimes hope is not a plan um but the these next 24 to 48 hours are going to be huge just to see you know, even though he didn't tear ligaments, he definitely has a knee injury, how it responds, how much weight he can put on it, whether he's mm-hmm. going to be able to run later in the week. So they haven't ruled him out. They're saying that overall this is the best news they could have hoped for. They think there's a chance he can play in the postseason game, which would be great for him and for the Bucks. But you know what? They've got other weapons too. And and this is the thing, you know, I, I, I'll raise my hand here. I thought bringing in Antonio Brown made them take steps backwards because I thought Scotty Miller was playing really well. I still think he has the best chemistry with Tom. And all Brown did was take away a bunch of reps. Well, you know what? Took away a touchdown today from Scotty, too. He literally did. (laughs) That's right. Hey, it's not enough you took my job. Now you're actually going to take my touchdowns. He intercepted it, basically. Scotty's down there on on the ground on all fours getting ready to just corral it, and he, he speeds by and rips it off. Um, but yeah, he did do that. And, you know, I was, I was the one that was saying, I I think sometimes you're just adding too many elements, you know, like it's just another guy, another guy. And so the lack of continuity continued longer maybe than it should have, but man, they're in sync now. And Antonio Brown has got his legs under him for sure. 
And I was impressed the way Chris Godwin stepped up in Mike's absence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he went in there and and um, you know had had a monster had a monster game. And you know, you really you really got to give them credit. I mean, Godwin had uh, what five catches for 133 yards and two touchdowns. He had a 47 yard bomb. And Brown had 11 catches, which was the most since he's been here, for 138 yards, um, as well as two touchdowns. So they were the offense. You know, those, those those two receivers were really kind of the offense. And Brady had another big day throwing the ball, 399 yards, four touchdowns. And this guy is 43 years old, and he has just thrown 40, 40 touchdowns. In his first season in Tampa Bay, you think it's worked out okay for him? I believe that's his most since the 07 season when he threw 50 yes. with Randy Moss on the side. That's, that's the perfect you, season. You are correct. Yes. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, Tom Brady's been everything you want. And and look, you don't. Have, you're not probably going to have Mike. Let's assume you don't have Mike Evans on Saturday night, mm-hmm. and you don't have Devin White. Right. This is why it was crucial to get the fifth seed. Because I'd much rather go against the the Washington football team without those guys than Seattle. Yes. Now much I'm, better. You know, Washington's team. playing better than they did early in the season. The whole NFC East was, but I'll still take, I'd rather face Washington, especially if I'm going to be down a couple star players and the captain of my defense potentially, or, you know, the quarterback of it. And then your best wide receiver against Washington than against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Totally agree. And, and so winning 100%. today's game, and, and, and putting themselves in a position to be the number five seed instead of the number six or seven seed. Yeah. You, you know, when, when all year it was just, hey, just get in the playoffs, it, it, you know, wherever you go is fine. Mm-hmm. It is, but when you start having injuries or COVID issues or whatever it is and you're shorthanded, I'd rather play the team with less talent, Washington, than Seattle. Right. And, and you know what else? If, you, if there's an upset in the first round and a, mm-hmm. and a, a seed lower than you win, say – and I don't think this will happen, but say Chicago goes to New Orleans and wins, or more likely, and I think this could happen, um, you know, say that the Rams beat the Seahawks, uh, go to the Seahawks and win, right? Then all of a sudden, you're not playing the first seed in round two. Mm-hmm. The other teams are playing the either any team yep. that's below you that wins yep. the first round is going to go to Green Bay, and you're going to get to go to most likely New Orleans. And if both and of them upset, then you get to host a game. You get to host the damn thing, yeah. I mean, imagine. So there's there's even a chance of that. So you're always wanting the higher seed, and for good reason. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was important to win that game. Uh, it was important to finish eleven and five, which I think they've only done like three other times in their career in the franchise history um, to have eleven plus wins. And and um, you know, and and Brady was terrific. And so, you know. Outside of the fact that they were missing some defensive players, and it showed. I mean, it showed. You know, Atlanta is a, is a talented team on offense. They still got Calvin Ridley. They still have Matt Ryan, who's who was an MVP one year. Um, you got you know Todd Gurley in the backfield. You got some other receivers that are okay, but you know they did what they needed to do. They they could have scored more. They kicked field goals, um, but they went up and down the field. They did not punt one time on Sunday. Their, their only time that they turned the ball over, uh, Scotty Miller went to the ground with a pass and awkwardly tipped it up in the mid, midair, and it got intercepted, which is really more on Miller than um, than Brady. So, you know, aside from that, I mean, he was very efficient and looked good and stayed hot and did all those things. And, you know, before you know it, you look up and, and they've got 40 points plus on the board. So 
it, it's been impressive. Um, you know, and, and, you know, they had some good pro. I mean, Ronald Jones came back and he, and he ran hard and he ran well. He averaged 6.5 a carry. He needed the hundred yards to have a thousand. He wound up, I think with 76 or 78, something like that. Um, but a really big day running the football. Um, and we talked about the defense. Look, they're, they're just not going to be the same. Um, I like Kevin Minter because I know he's a pro's pro. I know he's going to be in the right place at the right time. He's had to step in for White before, and he wound up leading them in tackles on Sunday with nine. Um, so he did a good job. But, you know, they, they don't want to be shorthanded in the postseason for sure. I, I just thought they did what they needed to do. I mean, they, they got the win. Um, they, they could have won more handily and gotten some starters out of the game. And the only down to the whole day happened early, and that was Mike Evans. And, and let me let me say this about Antonio Brown because, you know, like I said, I was the guy clanging the drum saying, I, I think they're hurting your football team because Scotty Miller was the guy that was was going really well. But they know more than I do, and that is Brown's got his swag back, man. He looked sudden. He looked quick. He looked fast. And, you know, and he made big plays, as we mentioned, and we know Tom wants him on there. So they didn't miss a beat when uh, when Godwin had to become sort of the number one and Brown at number two, and then you bring in guys like Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller and whatnot. But he, here's what's really interesting, and this this says something about Bruce Arians and something about the organization perhaps, but a lot about Tom Brady, in my opinion. Because I don't know who let them know, but – Oh, I bet AB you know, let them know. Well, he might have. He might have. <laughs> I, and, and, and look – <laughs> yeah, I guess he keeps track of such things. Oh, no, I'm sure he does. But AB, okay, so AB wound up with 11 catches. Okay, 11. That's a big number, right? So here's what he here's what he had before the game. He had 34. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, why is that significant? Well, because 45 catches, right? in a season would net him an extra $250,000. And so when they got down to the last, I mean, the game was over. They had control of it. Um, all that, all that um, you know, all that Atlanta could do was call some timeouts or whatever, but they were basically going to run out the clock. I'm, I look up and I see Brown on the field and I see, you know, Tom Brady on the field and we're up there asking each other what in God's name is Bruce Arians thinking keeping these guys out here? Like, this is a horrible idea. Why would you do this? And then it became clear later, <laughs> which they basically they basically ran three quick passes, including two pop passes, right, with him in motion. It's a reception. It goes down as a pass. They ran three in a row, and, and that netted Antonio Brown a quarter of a million dollars for hitting, the, hitting 45 receptions. Quarter of a million. Well, as soon as Evans went out of the game, I bet Antonio's like, I'm getting that. Oh, yeah, he was. And he was getting it. Yeah. I mean, you know, if Evans is playing the whole game, which I don't think he was going to anyway. There's not enough targets. But, yeah, it, yeah if he was playing, you're not even thinking you're going to get 11 catches. But as soon as Mike Evans went down, he's like, oh, I can get this. He was hungry. Absolutely. Maybe he can get his own place now. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Actually, Brady, that's, that's how it went down. It was like, hey, um, timeout, coach. Listen, I don't. I'm tired. Giselle doesn't want this guy in the house anymore. Can 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 we get him to 250? If you just call three plays real quick to him right here instead of taking any. Okay, great. All right, we got that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you might be onto something. You know, 
because they clearly wanted that. He wanted that bonus. And, and look, who doesn't? A quarter of a million dollars is a quarter mm-hmm. million dollars. But I just thought the, I've been doing this a long time, and you rarely see an awareness, you know, and an effort to that extent um, of players to get the record. It was really something to see. Well, particularly when you went in the game that far back. I mean, right. it's, it's one thing if he needed three catches in the game. Right. Now, he needed you know, 11. <laughs> you know, I mean, they knew Mike Evans needed 40 yards. They knew Ronald Jones needed 100 yards to get to those yeah. milestones. Right. Uh, it wasn't financial, but just, you know, record-wise and, and statistically. Sure. But, but when you, you go in, you've had 34 in the year, and you're going, I need 11 today. I'm getting that. No, that's not what your, get... your, men, your mindset going in when you're not the starting receiver at that point either. Somebody so. said they couldn't wipe the smile off his face, and I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I bet they couldn't. After, right after he got his 11th. That smile, he's still smiling. Are you kidding me? Jeez, these guys. It's a great. It was a great incentive, and he reached it. So you know, good for him, I suppose. Um, so now it's uh, it's uh, off to Washington, and uh, let's win there. Um, oh, by the way, and uh, one of our friends on Twitter. Let me pull up which one brought it up, but uh, uh, it was uh, Ellis, our good friend Ellis said, "What sure. was I saying about Andy Dalton?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was brutal. You've I, seen that act before I, a few I, I times. There's the Andy Dalton we know and love. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the Giants won that game. I, I I didn't see any way they were going to go in it because they're terrible, you know. But mm-hmm. God bless them. They went in there and won it, and then they had to sit and watch the tank job uh, by Doug Peterson. Yeah, at least the Cowboys, you know, lost early and didn't have to watch that game Sunday. I know. That's just sheer agony, man. <laughs> I really Jalen Hurts. I really believe the Washington football team cheated. And uh, we're declared the winners because they cheated. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of that going on. Hey, it, it was a, um, you know, the regular season is done. I mean, we, we made it through 17 weeks. I'm still stunned by that. I walked out of Raymond James saying, yep, next time I'm here, it's for the Super Bowl. Seven, but who 17 weeks, they played every game. Yes. They didn't have to extend the season. I mean, yes. remember going into the season we talked about, they may lop off the first week, they may move that back to the week after week 17, and then they could have, chop have off. Have a week 18, yeah. And, I mean, granted, they played a game without a quarterback for Denver, they've played without <laughs> receivers yeah. for Cleveland and running backs for play the Saints. Without, and, play without coaches in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, <it's> coaches in Detroit. <laughs> it is kind of nuts when you think about it. But they played them all. Yeah, they played them all, and and guess what? They got the teams they wanted. <laughs> I mean, they if you think about it, it's like, okay, which quarterbacks? Okay, Mahomes, yeah, check. Um, Brady, check. check. Uh, yeah, Rogers, yeah, Rogers, Breeze, yeah, no, he's Wilson, Breeze, mm-hmm, check. Yes, Roethlisberger, yes, check. Yes, um, uh, Josh, Josh Allen's Allen, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, get yeah, check. Yeah, listen, it's Lamar not Jackson, a surprise. Check. Yeah, yeah. So all the MVPs, Philip Rivers, Baker Mayfield, check, check. Yeah, great, great <laughs> ideas. Yeah. Now we Jared got him off. Check, and then you got Mitchell Trubisky. But yeah, well, <laughs> they tried to check him, but he ended up forcing his way back in the in the action, and then he backed in. You know, the Patriots mm-hmm. clobbered the Bears. Yep. So the Bears go to, to go to the Saints. I don't see much hope there. Could be me, but I don't think so. I think the Saints probably get by there. Um, and as I mentioned, you know the the Seahawks they get the Rams again, which has got to be not. Not happy for them at all to have to play those guys one no, more time. No, and that's, you know, division foe, you're at home, but you don't have the 12th man. Yeah. A team that knows you very well. Sure. Yeah, if I'm Seattle, I'm not looking forward to that matchup. I'd rather have uh, the Bears or the Bucks if I'm them. Yeah, that'd be like, you know, if the Bucks went to New Orleans around one, you'd be, mm-hmm. eh, it's like another NFC game. It doesn't even feel like a playoff. So, 
it's uh it's gonna be wild man it's gonna be really interesting um hopefully you know and and the weather up there in the nation's capital was pretty good it was in the 30s i think at night i haven't looked at what it's going to be next saturday but night. have you i haven't either i'm sure there's a 10-day forecast but we up we both know it can get dicey up there me you can, you can oh absolutely anything. hold on let me take a look while we're we're sitting here talking sure. uh, i'm trying to think what else happened around the nfl today um titan struggled to win to yeah win the and south they're run. they're uh of course, their running back got two thousand yards, Derrick Henry. So, congratulations to him for that. That was a very close game. There were some other games that were close that I didn't anticipate being close. Um, Saturday, Miami. Looks, by the way, Saturday looks like it, forty degrees in Washington. That's a bomby day. Low of twenty-seven. Game time looks like it's going to mm. be around thirty-four. Yeah, it was about what it was at night on Sunday night yeah. football. And they're saying so, basically no chance, a 3% chance of precipitation that day. So Hey, man, for going in the cold, you can't do much better now, yeah, right? 34, no no snow or rain, I'll take that any day. Shoot, take that all day, yeah. yeah. And we know Brady can play in that weather. So Absolutely. And he doesn't and want Gronk. to. I mean, he doesn't want to be Gronk. caught dead living up there, but, you know. <laughs> well. But he can play in is, it. suspect if he's caught up there, it will be dead. <laughs> um, probably won't be living, that's for sure. Well, he sold so, his house, yeah. so I mean, we know I, that I know. now. Yep, it's good. Look, it's going to be um, first time in thirteen years. We don't know what to expect, right? These are all new players, and they've done a nice job. I'll say this: they've done a nice job when when they played road games this year. They've mm-hmm. been very good away from home. Um, so what'd you see? I well, mean, it's we've great talked story about up we've there. talked about. I mean, this organization hasn't been there in thirteen years, but Brady Gronkowski. Gronk, uh, Gronk Brown. you know Antonio Brown. I mean, all these guys. You know, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul's played playoff games, and uh, yes, he has. You know, and Dominican Sue Shaq has played Barrett some. Won a world, won a Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they've got guys that have playoff experience. This organization yes. doesn't. That's and, right. And Bruce Arians does too. Right. So right. You know, I mean, it's it's while the franchise hasn't been there in that long, they do have a lot of guys that do have that experience, and you know, you hope that helps the guys like. And not that I expect Levante David to be overwhelmed, but you know we know that the playoffs are more intense than the regular season, and he's never played yeah. an NFL playoff game, right? Um, you know, and there's a lot of guys on this team. That, you know, if you've only been a Buck your career, you haven't played in the playoffs. True. So you know, there's going to be a lot of those guys, but you've got enough veterans around you too that's going to help. Yeah, I think the big guys will rise, and I think the quarterback will. And what a year he's had! It's just uh, it's unbelievable what he's done at age forty three. People still don't talk enough about him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because for years, you know, you come in a team that that rarely wins, and you you keep seeing New England go to nine Super Bowls while you're covering the Bucks, and they they win six of them, and you're at those games all the time, and you're thinking, man, what's it like? What's what's it like when when the team you cover like you have Brady and he does all this crazy stuff. He puts up these numbers. Well, you know what? We know now. I mean, 40 touchdowns seemed effortless for him. Effortless. And it's not. And, you know, he, he's he's the reason why they're where they're at. And they got a little, like I said, four wins in a row now going into Washington. Um, you really like their chances. And then you'll see if, if you head to the number one seed in Green Bay the next week or you go um, perhaps to New Orleans or someplace else. So, Got to let them play the games, man. But it was uh, it was exciting stuff, and uh, you know, hopefully, good health for for Mike Evans. He can come back um, off that off that injury, and um, and hopefully they can look. They're going to have a Super Bowl. I assume they're going to take that turf up. But whoever put that stuff down did not do any favors, man. They Ooh. just didn't. It was bad. There's like a six foot divot in it. Yep. It's bad. It really looks bad. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, it's Black Monday today in the NFL. Of course, Adam Gates we know is already out. Correct. Correct. And it looks like Jacksonville will have a new head coach. There's talk of Urban Meyer being the guy that I just I just there. wonder if any if any team can conduct a coaching search as quick as the University of Texas did. Oh my god, right? I mean a couple seconds. Look, that was I mean a couple weeks ago the AD said, "Oh yeah, Tom Herman's coming back." That was <laughs> yeah. that was we called Sarkeesian. If he took it, we're we're hiring him. I mean they did that with Urban first. He said no. Yeah. You know, it was like we're not going to make a change unless we get the guy we want. I think Sark might have said no at first. I mean, he might have, he might have that to. too, but <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they they just signed a ton of recruits. We just had we just had signing day. Well, I think that's why you said Herman staying is you didn't want to lose recruits, right? But I mean, now you had a bunch of guys that can go. Well, my coach didn't recruit me, so I'm going to go someplace yeah. else. You know, it's just bad ball. It's just it's just bad. It didn't look good at all. And look, I don't know Sark, but we know he's had his problems on and off the field. It's just I I just say this you look at his record and it's just not very good you know what I mean like it it just isn't so um, I don't know Texas football I can't figure it out because they have all those great players and I'll be damned if they can consistently win in the state of Texas you know meanwhile Texas A and M looked really good with Jimbo they did you know by the way do you think uh, you think Dabo still thinks Ohio State's eleventh in the country <laughs> oh man he got destroyed for that and rightfully so Dabo. What a stupid thing to say. Justin Fields played out of his mind. Well, he did, and unfortunately, he also played out of probably about seven broken ribs. Well, I mean, absolutely. Well, that's what I mean. That I mean, add to that to it is, you know, how much pain was he when he's throwing the oh ball sixty God. yards down the field, right in the receiver's hands? I mean, incredible. He's the toughest throws. guy. Yeah, the toughest guy I've ever seen out there. You know, really. Although the one thing, and I've been on my soapbox about this before, so. He went into the injury tent, which is a great invention, by the way. Yes. But he went in the injury tent, and when he came out, you know, he strapped it up and went back in. They said, well, what did they tell you? And, you know, what was the diagnosis? He goes, oh, they didn't give me a diagnosis. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Mr. Go, Wait, what? It was Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> Rub a little dirt on it. That was it. Diagnosis. What's that? Um, he goes, they gave me a couple shots and I'm thinking tequila. No, actual, <laughs> actual shots like into my ribs and in my hip and stuff. I don't know what's wrong with me, but there's a bunch of stuff. And I'm thinking, I mean, come on, man. Like, you don't, you don't tell the kid what's wrong. Like, Hey, you got some bruised ribs or you have some cracked ribs. Or, like nothing like that. The student athlete. Yeah. We're really concerned. You know what we're concerned about is all the millions of dollars at the end of the rainbow. If they made it to the championship game, get back in there, buddy, rub some dirt on it. Oh, I'm telling you college sports, man. What a fraud. So is urban Meyer taking him now? Number one, instead of Trevor Lawrence. He might, he might. I mean, you know, he's a Ohio state guy. That's so. his guy, right? Yeah. I mean, he transferred from Georgia. So I don't think urban, I don't think he transferred he while re- Urban was there, but I think Urban recruited him. Urban recruited him, though. Yeah, yeah he, he went to Georgia. To, he went to Georgia. Right. He tried to get him initially. Yeah. And um, 
It's a great question that I haven't thought of. Everybody's assuming that Trevor Lawrence is going to be Jacksonville's number one pick, but what if Urban Meyer goes, no, I want my guy? I I, well, I think him. Urban's only taking the job if he gets to do whatever. It's his pick. It ain't going to be anybody else's. No, no, no. Yeah, he's going to be – they don't have a GM. So if they yeah. do get one, it'll be somebody that just works for him. Well, he's even even if they playing. had a GM, that GM's going to now work for Urban. <laughs> well, Ur- Urban's right. not taking the job if he doesn't have full control. Of course not. Nor should he, quite no, frankly. Yeah, I think he's earned it. Mm-hmm. I, now, I don't know when when we start the clock on his headaches. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not making light of it, but he's quit two jobs already um, because of stress. And, and, you know, note to Urban, the NFL is not without its stress points. Trust me. There are no East Carolinas or, you know, whatever homecoming team Southwest. You don't Louisiana have Mac schools. Either. No, I'm Mac schools exactly. Directional schools. Was that, was that, that Tom? Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin, and he's got a he's got a quarterback. From quarterbacks Mac from, yeah, from Miami of Ohio. Way to go, Mike. Um, Mike. Um. Uh, so yeah, it's um. I don't know. It's interesting, man. The whole thing is interesting to me. My Bearcats should have won on New Year's Day. Yeah, well, how did they lose on a last-second field goal? I'm, yeah, I'm well, watching this game, the, and the it was clock, under control. The clock management was bad. Oh, the whole second half, Georgia's defense just smothered Cincinnati's offense. They did. But the mm-hmm. clock management down the stretch. Now, on third and two, they threw a deep pass. And I know you know, Luke Fickle's getting ripped for it, but yeah. it was there. It was yeah. open. The quarterback threw it a tad late, and, but the defensive player made a he tremendous play. I mean, yeah, that was a tremendous read by that guy. I mean, he, he read the play and broke away from his receiver to go cover him. I mean, the yes. play was there. And if you hit that play, game's over. Game over, yeah. You know, so – and you weren't running the ball very well all game. You had one long run to open the second half. But that was about it. So, yeah. in third and two, they, they tried something. It was there. I mean, the coaches called a play that was open. They just didn't execute it properly, 100%. I just – I'm telling you, I would have rather seen Cincinnati against anybody. And, and A&M, I thought, made a case for themselves, too. Absolutely. Like, they, they were did. really good. Really, really good. Yeah. So – And Notre Dame did exactly what we expected against Notre Dame did what we knew. They were, yeah, they were the stooge. They and, were and, terrible. And it, it's not that Notre Dame's terrible. It's that Alabama's that good. I well, mean, Alabama is that good. I but mean, Notre Dame will never be in the top – let me put it this way: If if it's let's say it's Alabama, Clemson, and let's say Oklahoma every other year, whenever they invite Notre Dame as a number four, mm-hmm. they're never in the same. They're no. not at the same level as those other three. They're just yeah. Not. I would have liked to have seen Oklahoma this year. They didn't deserve it because the way they played early in the season, right? But, but the they way were pretty they good at the, the end. end of the season. I mean, yeah, you know, Texas A and M's playing well, but they got crushed by Bama. Right, they you know they've played well in every other game, but right, um, you know I mean the, the problem college football has is there's three schools that dominate, and every once in a while another school does pretty good. Yep, is you know there is absolutely no parity in college football. It's three, it's there's three kings, and everybody else is playing for fourth. Yep, you know I mean They're that's why the Big Ten chess. changed the rules to make sure they got their three in the the playoff. Exactly, exactly. But I want to see those other teams play, man. I'd love to see Cincinnati. I'd love to see um, Texas this, State. This could have been a fun year to expand it to eight. I still think you'd yeah. end up with, you know, Bama, Ohio State, or Clemson in the final two. But Yeah, but maybe another. But it would, have been, a it would have been a fun, year to, a fun year to experiment with eight and see. Because, there, you know, you had no – you know, the problem this year is you had no non-conference games to judge. You know, is the SEC any good? Right, and I, right. I, I, that that's not fair. But is the SEC as good as everyone thinks they are? We don't know. We had no no cross games. 
No interconference. Yeah, inter, um, interscore, interconference. You know, the Big games. 12 didn't play anybody outside the Big 12. The Big 10 right. didn't play anyone outside the Big 10. The Pac 12, you know, you had no way to judge conference to conference. That's right. And so, you know, not that you have great ways all the time because usually it's not fair matchups. It's, you know, you know, Florida's playing the 10th team in the Big 10 or something. But, mm-hmm. you know, but this year more than any would have been a great year to go, okay, let's expand it for this year. Kind of like the NFL said, let's add another team or, you know, they were going to add a, a, right. another, even another team. And, and, you know, and hockey with the restart went to 24 teams, you know, trying to make it fair. But it, this would have been a fun year to experiment for college football. But, of course, they didn't. And then finally, it's almost hockey time. I can't believe it. It feels like literally I'm sitting in the very spot where they won the Stanley Cup 10 minutes ago. But they're starting again. We are nine days from raising the banner at Amelie Arena. Eight wow. o'clock on wow. Wednesday, January 13th on NBC Sports Network. Crazy. The banner will go up. So that's uh, crazy. Training camp opens today. They had media day yesterday for the Lightning and photo shoots and all that good stuff for Fox Sports Sun um, mm-hmm. and on uh, what McDonough, Stamkos, and Hedman, and as well as uh, Julian Brisebois and John Cooper all met with the media uh, by Zoom, mm-hmm. of course. And uh, so, but yeah, Stephen Stamkos will be a full participant in practice starting today, feels which is good, good news, particularly Says with Nikita Kucherov good. missing the season. Uh, he's got to play huge now. He's got to somehow try to stay healthy, but also pick up the scoring slack there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what they do on the power play, particularly. Um, right. You know, Cooch has always been such a focal point of that. And it's always better when you have Cooch and Stamper on there. But, um, yeah. you know, how they – because they struggled a little bit once Stamkos got hurt last year. Um, yeah, they did. Trying to figure out the power play. And, and even throughout the playoffs at times, they had they had some issues with the power play. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, because without Stamkos on the ice, you can just focus on Kucherov. Well, without sure. Kucherov on the ice, you can just focus on Stamkos. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see who steps up and, and does a little more and how they, how they, you know, execute the power play, among many other things, and what the lines will be and such. But, um, yeah, it's uh, hockey is here. It's kind of weird because hockey is going to start, and in a month we're going to have baseball starting. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My calendar is so spent. Are we 2021, right? Yes. Yes, we're it 2021. is. 2021. Yes, it is. We're no longer 2020. Hey, I still got vacation I carried over, so we're all carrying stuff over from, <laughs> from last year. Who knows? I just uh, We're about 30-something days from the Super Bowl, if that matters to anybody. Matters to Tom Brady, I'll tell you. Um, wouldn't count that guy out. So uh, we got a lot to talk about. Obviously, there'll be more on Mike Evans tomorrow. And um, who else we got on the big show? We'll just be we'll just be rehashing a lot of the Buccaneers and the playoff yep. news. We'll have Tom Jones later this week. We'll get Matt Baker to preview the championship. And of course, we'll be talking Bucks and and Washington football team playoff. It's weird to say a nickname versus Washington football team. It's hard. It's I'm just, gonna it's I'm weird. gonna say I'm gonna say their old nickname a million times. I'm try not to, but yeah, it's not easy to write too because you like to lean on one or the other. And now you have to always say the Washington – Washington is what I would say, not Washington football team. Yeah. But it's still – yeah, it's still unwieldy, a little, little difficult. But we'll get – we'll survive it. We'll go up to the nation's capital and see what's going on. Anything going on in the nation? Yeah, there is a few things going on in the nation's capital right now. Should I stay for the inauguration? I don't know. It won't be – we'll still be a week I was away. Gonna, I was going to say, I, hopefully the Bucks have more playoff games before the inauguration. So Yeah, they, they should. Or uh, if they don't, I mean, look, and, and, and right now it stands that um, – they got to root for a seed lower than them to to win a game, um, or they'll be headed to Green Bay after that. But it'd be nice and cold there. Uh, it, it, maybe they and then maybe they draw instead. Maybe they draw the Saints in round two, which I think would be a better path. But 
What do I know? Hey, try out our friends at Old Northeast Jewelers. You guys have known these people. They've been on 4th Street in St. Petersburg for years. Well, guess what they have now? A brand new store. That's right. It's in Hyde Park. If you haven't been over there, the address is 1607 West Swan Avenue in gorgeous Hyde Park Village. And don't forget, they got uh, online consultations. They have free delivery to your door. That's for jewelries, for rings, for luxury watches, anything you can think of. And, you know, if you're down a few dollars after Christmas and all that, well, Old Northeast Jewelers is always buying fine jewelry and luxury watches. Um, or you can trade in a piece that you have for something brand new. So check them out. Old Northeast Jewelers, of course, two locations, one in St. Pete, the other at 1607 West Swan Avenue in Hyde Park Village. For Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 